Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. Boy, a uh, tough day today in the ongoing latest wave of COVID. Yet another one-day record. And as we've, we've been reporting to you today of the 37,000-plus COVID cases in Sangamon County since the start of the pandemic, roughly one-fourth of them have happened in the last month. We are seeing staggering and unprecedented numbers. And in that context, the busiest person in Sangamon County, Public Health Director Gail O'Neill, taking a few minutes out of her day to uh, bring us up to speed on how the county is responding to it. Gail, as always, thank you for your time. Welcome back to the program. You're welcome. Thanks, Jim. Well, in in some ways, this uh, surge isn't all that surprising. We were expecting we would see a big bump in cases, particularly with holiday gatherings, people getting together for Christmas, getting together for New Year's, and we're right in the, the thick of the aftermath of all of that. So do you think we're getting close to the peak of this and we'll start to see this slow down? Or because we've had so many cases in the community in these last few weeks and all those people, presumably in contact with other people, are we going to see this surge continue for a while? That's a good question. It's it's kind of alarming. I'm sure that you told everybody the numbers of, of 925 cases in one day. It's quite staggering. Now, granted, all of those probably didn't test on the same day. We're having a day or two delay with, with test results. However, there's at least that many people in our community that are positive. Plus, each day recently, it is alarming. And because there are so many, um, and people do... Um, visit other people and go out and about till they know they're positive, you know, we could see this for a little while longer. It's certainly very obvious that uh, COVID and uh, the virus is very well established in our community. Uh, one of the, the things we were talking to Mayor Jim Langfelder about this in the uh, the last half hour uh, is that uh, one of the things the city watches out for in terms of do we need additional mitigations and things is what this is doing to our hospitals. We know that we get numbers from the county uh, every day on the number of county residents who are hospitalized, but we know that our hospitals also serve people from neighboring counties as well. What are you hearing from them about hospital capacity, about staffing levels, because hospital personnel are as susceptible to get getting COVID as anybody is. So how are the hospitals bearing up under all of this? They are very busy. And like you said, we talk to them quite often, and we're still at least talking with them twice a week unless we need to talk to them every day. But they are busy. They have sick colleagues as well, doctors and nurses, just like pretty much every workplace has some people that they're missing that they sure could use. Um, The hospitals are bringing out beds out of storage and still are, um, you know, meeting the needs of the community, but um, you know, there's not a absolute uh, refusal to do the the uh, elective surgeries and things. I think some of that's slowing down just by capacity limits. But um, I think the only thing that I've heard that we can't do is take any more patients from outside of our area. So it is difficult to help other communities when we've kept pretty much got our hands full here. We know, though, that hospitalizations are a lagging indicator, and with the record numbers that we have seen today and in recent days, some of those folks won't need hospital beds for several days or for a week or longer. At a certain point, there's only so many more beds you can add and so many more staff you can use to to take care of the people in those beds. Are are we facing a, a possibility of our hospitals actually reaching capacity at some point in the next several weeks? I, I'm sure that's possible, but I, everybody's kind of working together to help each other out, and um, they've worked through this crisis not quite this bad before, but 
um, I think they feel fairly confident that, you know, the, the state has offered some additional resources as far as uh, personnel, and um, they've also sent some nursing staff to us to help with vaccinations. But at this point, you know, for the care and treatment, the hospitals have opportunity to get a little bit of help, too. So. Um, we don't want to have people who really need the hospital to not go in because, because they're crowded, because they're finding ways to, to do that. I mean, people are waiting a little bit longer to, you know, to get their own room and those kind of things. But um, it seems the staff and the hospitals are hanging on at this point. Talking with Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill, in the midst of all of that, we are about to send students and teachers and other staffers back into school buildings where the windows are going to be closed because it's extremely cold outside, uh, and we're going to be having people coming back in with this high rate of infection in the community here. Uh, it, it seems like it could have the makings of, of another serious additional problem in the midst of all of this. What are you feeling now, and, and how confident are you that we can get to people back in classrooms in District 186 safely without further adding to the the problems that we're already seeing? Well, I think the schools are doing an excellent job of doing everything they can to um, make it as safe as possible at school. The kids coming back are coming, you know, after having been at home with other people and the infections that we've, we've seen, you know, in the schools haven't originated in the schools for the most part. They've, they've come from home. So hopefully the kids, I know District 186 has a few more days off, um, you know, hopefully they will, if there's been some illness that, that is passed. Of course, there's a risk, but they do have the ability to, you know, make sure that the kids stay in their masks, stay in their seats, um, you know, to keep the mitigations up that they've been doing. Uh, certainly, it's cold and flu season and COVID season, so there is um, somewhat of a risk, but that's maybe less than having, you know, sleepovers and friends hanging out and those kind of things, too. It's a it's hard to tell what, what people will do. In the early months of the pandemic, District 186 had metrics in place, and that was the measure that they used to decide when it was safe to go back into classrooms. We don't really have those metrics now. Uh, is, is there some objective measure that you can point to or that others could have developed to say, okay, here's when we're to a point now where this is getting out of hand and where we need to maybe think about closing down a classroom, closing down a school? Because what we're hearing from the teachers union is we, we don't really know how they're going to determine when it's uh, too unsafe for us to all be there uh, and we don't want to be there without knowing that it's unsafe is there any measure that people can use to get a handle on that well i think with the school each school building and each school district is actually different um when when the schools don't have enough uh teachers for a classroom or there's a you know there, it, there's an appearance that there could have been a spread in the classroom they they have closed down classrooms and and dealt with that. Um, I've been more familiar with with the smaller rural schools that have had those kind of situations arise because their their whole population is is smaller and the teaching number is is smaller and sometimes the teachers also have children in the district so if one's sick the whole family could be. So it's a an individual um, school and uh, nurses and the superintendents we talk to them a lot every day and uh, Really, between the parents, if they, you know, don't send kids to school sick, that would be awesome. And the, um, you know, the school nurses are doing all they can. A lot of the schools have the ability to do some additional testing with the Test to Stay program so that the kids that are signed up for that can get tested on a regular basis several times a week. So those kind of things are where school has a, you know, a little bit safer environment other than just 
staying totally at home. The state says that uh, for any school district to go to a, quote, an adaptive pause, they've got to do it in consultation with the health department. Have you talked to any school districts that are considering this, that are concerned about the rate of infection in their communities, uh, that are looking at the possibility of uh, putting uh, in-person instruction on hold? Is anybody discussing that with you at this point? There was a little bit before Christmas um, where I talked to a couple of districts, but, but um, at this point, no. Okay. We'll continue to, to track that. In the meantime, uh, University of Illinois system has announced it's requiring uh, boosters for everybody who's eligible. If they want to be on campus, they're going to have to show proof both of full vaccination and boosters. Is this something that uh, other schools or other institutions or businesses should think about adopting to try to, again, uh, prevent further spread of the, of the virus or at least of serious illness from the virus? I think that's a really good idea. Um, the boosters, you know, we've had vaccine now for, you know, a good year, and it seems that after the first and second dose, the vaccine seems to wane a little bit or has kind of the, the um, Omicron and other uh, variants that have come in have been um, not as uh, fought off by the vaccine. It still does work, but it seems like it's time to encourage people that have had six months past since their last um, vaccine to get a booster for that. And we're we're seeing that that is really, um, really beneficial for people to do. And I think it's hard to get psyched up when you're doing your first one and your second one. But we do want to encourage people to get their boosters and be boosted. How much of what we're seeing right now in Sangamon County is Omicron? The last we'd heard, there had only been four confirmed cases of the Omicron variant here locally. Do you have any updated figures? And do we know how much of what we're seeing right now is fueled by Omicron? Well, we think it's a lot more now. Um, yeah, we, had, we don't know the actual number of cases, but we think that with some testing and some looking over the state, we think about 60% of these cases are probably Omicron. One of the things that I've um, learned with talking to the doctors is that it spreads so fast, and it's really kind of typical of what's happening now. It, it hits you. It it's very, can be very easily transmitted in the couple days before you know you have it. And then it kind of goes away for most people. So it's only like a five to seven day duration overall. So it, um, it comes on fast and furious, and that's probably where all these cases are coming from. The county announced today that it's adopting the CDC's uh, recently revised guidelines regarding isolation and quarantine that could have people, even if they've tested positive, uh, back out uh, into the community uh, after five days as long as they're masked and, and uh, their symptoms are, are waning here. Uh, but again, given the transmissibility of Omicron, is is that going to be adequate? Uh, we know that people don't want to be you know stuck at home. They need to be getting back to work, get, getting things rolling again. Uh, but is that enough time, especially given the rate of infections we're seeing here locally? Yeah, that, that was a concern, and that's probably why it took us a few days um, to discuss it with the doctors and, and think about it. But the studies seem to be there that, especially with the amount of Omicron around, that the greatest risk of spread is within the, the first five days. So, and it's most infectious from person to person two days before you even would have a test positive or know that you had it. So it, it is um, a big change going from a 14 or 10 day down to five. But we feel that the five um, with isolation, staying home, um, and then masking, very religious masking um, for the next five days will make everybody as, as safe as possible and still try to be able to um, 
get people at work, be able to have empo- you know, employees and, and to keep life going. State also announced it expects uh, to see more availability of antiviral drugs to treat COVID. Pfizer's got one, Merck's got one, and they expect to see this more readily available in Illinois in the days and weeks to come. Uh, are, are these drugs available to any extent here in Sangamon County yet? Are you expecting them anytime soon? And, and how much of a difference will this make in the fight against COVID? Well, it's my understanding there's a small amount um, here in Sangamon County right now and in Springfield. Uh, some of the pharmacies, uh, some of the Walgreens, which is a federal partner, have had some of that so that some doctors are able to write a prescription um, for the Pfizer or the Merck, you know, um, medicine. And it's, it's um, very interesting and hopeful and should help people stay out of the hospital. Um, and it's a little bit easier than the infusions that we've had available, too. So this is an oral an oral medication. It's like the um, one that we found for the flu. So it's got very hopeful promises. I think that there's probably um, people need to talk about, you know, with their physician if this medicine would really help them. So we will start to see that. I saw the, the email that you were referring to, and it looks like it'll start coming to Illinois and around the country pretty regularly in the next few weeks. And you mentioned the infusions. I'm guessing that's the monoclonal antibodies, because I've also heard that that has become harder to come by, that it's limited availability. Are we seeing any problems with that of people who might benefit from it but are having difficulty in getting it? Um, it was a supply chain problem earlier before Christmas. Um, now it's, it seems to be back being delivered. Uh, the facilities that have it had a little trouble for a while with having staff members to be able to do this because we've all had the um, issues of of infected staff members, but that is still available, and um, the facilities that are doing it find it it very helpful for um, people that that meet the criteria. Gail, finally, give us an update on uh, on vaccinations. Uh, Now the the state has uh, bought into the uh, CDC uh, approval to allow booster shots for 12 to 15-year-olds. So are you still having a pretty steady pace of vaccinations? Are we seeing it just as boosters? Are we seeing people coming in to finally get their first shot? Kids, uh, you know, at five and up getting their first shots. So who's making up the, uh, the line of people who are getting vaccinated at this point? Well, the line of people is slowing down a little bit, which concerns us, and uh, that's what we we're hoping that people hear that if they have their boosters and they can avoid um, quarantine altogether if they're exposed um, and having everything needed. But we're seeing some more children coming in, and I think that this, the boosters, we certainly um, will get that message out. We, we're still seeing, you know, over 120, 130 people a day, which is good here, and we're not the only provider. So... Um, we have some additional nurses that the state provided us to help get some immunizations going on. We know that healthcare workers were having a hard time getting away from the workplaces to get um, boosted. So we've been w- working with Memorial and providing some clinics there and getting a lot of their staff um, caught up to date and the family members. And we hope to do the same with the some other groups in the community in this next month as well. You can go to scdph.org to look for vaccination appointments. Their drive through facility. It could not be easier to get it done that way. Gail O'Neill is the director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health.